Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. breaking every wall down for people this morning to come face to face with you, God. I thank you. You've already broken every wall down on the cross, Lord. So those things that were built up inside of us that would separate us this morning, Lord, right now in this service, I've just seen them crumbling down. They're crumbling down and there's no divide anymore. So we step in fully to what you have today, Lord. Thank you for your presence that's been so present here, Lord. I thank you for your word that's about to be spoken. I thank you for the healings that are taking place here. And Lord, I thank you we can just dwell in your presence, Lord. One moment with you, God, can change everything. I thank you for many moments in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amazing. Oh, it feels good, doesn't it? The presence of God. Take a seat. Thank you, worship team. Amazing. Thank you, production team as well. We have the best teams here. You know, it's unsound today is Ben, and it's his last day here before he moves to Yellowknife. Servant in the church, and uh, we're going to miss you, my friend, but make sure you... uh, Congratulate him on a job offer and thank him. And maybe you're online. You can say, thanks, Ben, for making it all work. But uh, awesome. Thanks for being on today. And he can fly here anytime. That's right. The benefits of being a pilot, right? My name's Stephen. So good to be here with you today. If I haven't met you, um, my wife, Brittany, and I are the location pastors of our C3 Calgary Central location. And yeah, they would be praying and getting ready and welcoming people now for a 10 o'clock service down there. And I'm just uh, so believing the presence of God, like it is here today, is going to pour out on Central today. And lives will be changed and breakthrough is going to happen. And um, an awesome team down there. They're doing a great job. And Brad was here last week kicking off the series. Who, who heard the message from Brad last week? Yeah, yeah, I heard it was a great one, and uh, I'm looking forward to bringing the second part of that in our Rethink series on relationships. It's amazing. Today, I'm going to give us a tool from the Word of God that will be able to uh, change all of our relationships if we implement it. That's my guarantee to us. It'll make our marriages better. It'll make our friendships better, make our relationships with our parents or with our kids better our work colleagues. It will go well for us, for us if we can implement this tool that we're going to speak about today. Any relationship that we have, Jesus talks about it dozens of times throughout the Word of God. It's important to Him. And this tool is something that Jesus preached. He lived out. And as followers of Him, we get to live out as well. The message today is called the power of forgiveness, the power to let it go. And it's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Already, I felt the little shift take place when we mentioned that word forgiveness. Today, the Lord told me when I was prepping for this message 
Um, it's an overwhelming thing to speak on uh, forgiveness of other people. Um, and I said, Lord, I don't, you know, I'm struggling with my own forgiveness issues in some of my relationships. How am I meant to equip people? And the Lord said, hey, you bring the word and my spirit's going to do the work today. And that's what's going to happen. And we're going to have a place in this service uh, where you can come forward. We can come forward and, and leave at the altar any unforgiveness that is actually holding us back from flourishing in our relationships. And it's going to be more than just a symbol. It's going to be an opportunity to come forward with something that's holding you captive, leaving it. And when you leave, I believe you're letting unforgiveness go and walking out free. Why do I believe this? Well, I had to deal with this during the preparation time. Uh, when you start, if you want to have to deal with your forgiveness issues in relationships, why don't you preach a message on forgiving others? And you pretty soon do it. Some of you guys probably looked at me today and thought I'd lost weight. I'm actually just feeling lighter because I've forgiven some relationships and I'm feeling freer. And I believe that's what's going to happen for us today as well, okay? It's going to be awesome. So we all know that we should forgive others. Our Rethink series, relationship, we're talking about forgiveness. None of us would probably say it's a, it's a good thing to hold on to unforgiveness. So why is it so hard to forgive others? Because the, the pain of being hurt by someone is very real, right? It's easy to say, forgive others, but when we actually get hurt and to have to live that out, it's one of the hardest things to deal with. I love the way David says it in Psalm 55. Um, he's talking about something that's going on in, in his world, and he dealt with enemies. He dealt with people all the time that were offending him, had offenses, but he makes this statement. He says, for it is not an enemy who taunts me that I could bear it, or then I could bear it, it's not an adversary who deals instantly with me. Then I could hide from it. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take sweet counsel together. Within God's house, we walk in the throng. You see, often we're hurt most by those that we love the most. Often we're hurt most by those that we think highly of the most. This is David expressing that. Now, sometimes we get offended by other people, but generally the offenses that carry and get stronghold and need to be dealt with are with those that we love and respect and think of highly in our relationships, our spouses, our parents, whatever it might be, that makes the biggest impact. Now, in this day and age, we have people who get offended on behalf of other people who are offended, who are getting offended at something being offended. I know that. But we're talking about our personal relationships today. But God's going to set us free in this area. And I love it. I love the presence of God that's here and, and it's been so thick today. Um, a, a couple of years ago, Brittany and I uh, were dealing with this in, in our life. We had some dear friends of ours. Have you ever felt like, in a relationship strain, an issue, it's not just that there's a conflict, it actually turns to a feeling of where it almost feels like betrayal. And it feels like there wasn't just something that happened, but there was actually a betrayal. I was dealing with some things, with some friends that we've been doing, doing life with and walking together with, and then something came up and there was miscommunication and misunderstanding, and we had to go through a journey of, of forgiveness. And it took a long time. And we lost sleep over this. Has anybody ever lost sleep over their relationships? We cried many tears over this relationship, this offense that had crept in. And I'd love to say 
as a follower of Christ for 18 years and a preacher for many years and for pastoring the location at Central, well, forgiveness just comes easy. No. It was a long process, many tears, many lost sleep, but man, was it worth it to get on the other side of unforgiveness. But it takes us allowing the Holy Spirit to come in. So let's jump into this. I love Matthew 6, verse 9. We know the Lord's Prayer, right? I actually want us to repeat this, um, the Lord's Prayer together because I want to highlight some things here from Jesus uh, on, on forgiveness of others today. Like I said, I'm bringing the Word. Uh, Holy Spirit's going to do the work, and then it's up for us to respond. But well, I think it's great to repeat the Word of God together sometimes. So let's, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. It'll come up on the screen. You ready? Here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Powerful, right? Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray. He's telling them, hey, don't, don't be like uh, the ones who show off their prayers, but, but be like this, pray like this. And there's so many amazing things in here. I mean, you could spend like a month on our Father. Yeah, he's my father, but he's our father here today. There's group you could spend every, all these amazing things. But the fascinating thing to me, that immediately after the prayer that we all love, Jesus goes on to follow up by saying this in verse 14. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Amazing, amazing verse, right? A little scary verse if we just take it as a standalone. But out of all the things in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus felt like he needed to give a little follow-up to the prayer that he's just taught, he didn't talk about our Father. Now, of course, he did in other places. He didn't talk about the enemy, the evil one. He actually goes on to talk about the forgiveness of others in relationships, forgiving other people. Now, I don't think Jesus does that because he thinks this is more important than everything else in that prayer. They're all very important. But I think Jesus was well aware that out of all the things, the forgiveness of others, the forgiveness in our relationships was going to be the hardest one for us to live out. The hardest one for the disciples to step into. Now, if you just take that verse standalone, um, forgiving, uh, you know, uh, forgive others and you will be forgiven, we could begin to think that then what if I can't forgive somebody at this moment? Does God forgive me? Isn't that a tension? Because there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation, earn forgiveness. God has forgiven us before anything that we did. And so in order for us to actually think that, well, I have to forgive someone else, and if I can't do it, if I'm on a journey, then God doesn't forgive me, we'd be relying on our own works and ability to forgive others. And so that's the thing that Timothy, uh, Paul talks in the book of Timothy about dividing the Word of God and, and balancing it rightly. And so we need to take the Scripture and balance it with the, the rest. But what Jesus is emphasizing here is how important it is that we forgive others and that when we don't forgive others in our relationship, it actually stops us from flourishing, not just in the relationship with them, but in our relationship with God. So to answer that question before we go on of what does it actually mean, I love the way John Piper responds to this. He says, the answer goes like this, struggling to forgive is not what destroys us. As long as we are in the flesh, we will do our good deeds imperfectly, which includes forgiving and loving others. 
Jesus died to cover those imperfections. What destroys us is the settled position that we are not going to forgive and that we have no intention to forgive and that we intend to cherish the grudge and fondle the wrong that someone did to me and feel the bitterness because it feels good. I like to go to bed with my wrath at night because someone legitimately wronged me. I'm going to hold this against them for the rest of their life. That is what Jesus is saying here. Are you willing to go on the journey of forgiving others? So now we've got that sorted. Let's continue on. Unforgiveness pops up in our relationships in in many ways. Some people in this place today, you have had legitimately awful, heartbreaking, devastating things take place to you in your life. And it's affected you for your entire life. And I'm not here to dismiss that today. Others are dealing with unforgiveness, perhaps in the drive to church today, when you and your spouse had a tense moment. Clearly very different things that have taken place. Very different weights, sometimes very different journeys. But the requirement for you to flourish and step into great self-relationship, relationship with God, and ultimately relationships with others, is are you able to go on the journey of forgiveness? More than that, are you are able to allow the Holy Spirit to bring healing and forgiveness for you. The weight of unforgiveness is heavy. It robs us from being present. Have you ever had that? You've had a relationship strain with someone or you've had a fight with your spouse or your kids or your friend and you can't be in the moment. You're sitting in a classroom, you're sitting in a work staff meeting and yeah, your body's present but your mind is totally somewhere else. Anyone had that experience? Maybe even in church we've had that experience of having an offense that we've, we've got or unforgiveness and we haven't been able to focus on the word getting brought or the worship because we're just... That person wronged me. This has happened to all all of us, by the way, in some form or another. It it robs us from being present. Unforgiveness in our relationship can also steal our future, though. As a pastor, and and just you would have heard as well, so many times I've heard, I'll never be able to trust another person again because of what that person did to me. I'm never going to join a a small group again because that last group hurt me. I'm never going to... Uh, date again because of what that man or that woman did to me. I I can never move forward. I'm not going to be able to let go because of what my ex-spouse did to me. But what that does is robs us from the future relationships that God has for us. It robs us from getting engaged and plugged into the, the community that God's brought us into and the friendships that He has for us. God's created us to not do life alone. The Word of God says it's not good for man to be alone. That doesn't just mean in a married capacity. That means to be alone, to be isolated, to be disconnected, to not be in relationship with others. We're designed to live in community. We're designed to flourish in our relationships. I I really honestly feel like our faith and our relationship with God can't be tested truly unless we're engaged and plugged into relationships around us. We relate to God, and that's lived out through relationship with others. So unforgiveness doesn't just take a, stop us from being present. It can actually rob our future from us as well. This is how important it is. 
And of course, it keeps a divide between each of us stepping into that relationship where you're dealing with offense now or unforgiveness in from being what God wants it to be. I love the story of, of Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. Now, Naaman's um, a, a mighty warrior. He's a, he's a general of the army, not of God's people, but of someone else. And he's uh, well-respected, w- well-liked, and he looks great on the outside. But he had a secret. He had leprosy that was hiding underneath the armor. And this is such a picture of what takes place in this story of the journey of salvation for all of us. See, we dress up, we look good, we all uh, can present ourselves a certain way, but on the inside, without the Lord, we have something eating away, deteriorating away at us. But God actually makes the way for us to be cleansed of that and healed. That's primarily the story of, of Naaman. But the, the story has two amazing moments of um, forgiveness that unlock something great in relationships. So I want to bring those here and then continue to unpack the words. See, the first thing is we find out about Naaman is that Naaman has a lady friend. He, ha- he has a mistress or a wife uh, who has a servant girl. Now, this servant girl would, uh, was actually taken from her, ripped from her family. Her family may have even been killed by, by Naaman's people here. She was taken away to a faraway land and, and enslaved to servitude in the context of what was going on. That's, uh, that's potential for offense. That's potential for unforgiveness. We would rightly say for, to this servant girl who's now having to serve her former enemy that you have every right to hold a grudge. But the amazing thing about this servant girl is that she obviously found it, uh, herself in herself the ability as a, as a person of God to forgive Naaman And she makes this amazing statement. She says to her mistress, to Naaman's lady friend, she says, oh, oh, that um, Naaman would just go and visit the prophet Elisha. And so she actually has forgiven enough that she wants to see healing for the person who represents enslaving her. Isn't that mind-blowing? She was able to forgive enough to unlock the healing in Naaman's world. See, that's the power of forgiveness. So our ability to forgive someone may just be the key, the, the doorway, the unlocking power for them to receive healing from God in their life. But it, but it goes on in the story. See, the second thing that happens is that, that Naaman eventually goes there. He goes to see the king of Israel, and, um, and, and the king of Israel can't bring that healing, and he's kind of comes with a bag of money at one point, and it's an amazing story. You should check it out. Um, it goes to see the prophet Elisha, but he isn't even received. Elisha won't even come outside the building to see him. He says, come back again tomorrow. That's the, that's a moment. Uh, do, do you know who I am? I can imagine Naaman saying that. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I do? And you're not going to accept me? See, there's another potential for offense. And, but Naaman manages to overcome his anger, overcome that, and he comes back and sees the prophet Elisha who directs him to, to dip into the, to the stream and he gets healed completely of his leprosy. See, the ability to forgive doesn't just potentially unlock healing in someone else's life, but it may just be the key to unlocking healing in your life, the ability to forgive. This is the power of forgiveness. I'm, I'm painting a picture while I also know the Holy Spirit stirring up things inside of us, stirring up names inside of us, actually triggering some of us a little bit because the Holy Spirit needs to bring some things up today so that He can deal with them in our life and set us free into flourishing, amazing, godly relationships going forward. 
but it's a heavy thing. Unforgiveness will make or break our relationships and can potentially make or break our life. You see, I think none of us would say that God wants us to hold on to unforgiveness. So if it doesn't come from God, then it has to come from somewhere else. It comes from the enemy. And sometimes I think we step into a relationship and all things are good, a a married relationship, a friendship, and things are great for a while, but stuff starts to happen. And the need for forgiveness becomes more and more present. The honeymoon period of the relationship's over, and you've got to forgive. And why is this happening? Well, well, John 10.10, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and life have it abundantly. The thief comes to steal. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You want to know why relationships are so hard? Because there's an enemy who wants to destroy it. There's an enemy who hates the work of God. He hates the, the kingdom of God. And he's doing everything he can to destroy godly, flourishing relationships, friendships, and community. But Jesus comes to give life and life abundantly. So sometimes we think relationships are just practical. Relationships are spiritual warfare. They're attacked. And again, I'm not just speaking of marriages. That good friendship that's been good for you that's now strained, it's getting strained because there's an agenda from the enemy that wants to divide and he wants to wipe you out from being in connection with people. But Jesus is coming to give us something different. So the enemy's agenda is destruction. So if something is getting destroyed, if it's under attack, then it's, it's not from God. It's from the enemy. And we often see that uh, the, the way I say it is the enemy's agenda is destruction. His strategy is division. And his tactic is often offense and unforgiveness. He doesn't want us united. He doesn't want married people united. He doesn't want you trusting and stepping out in relationships anymore because that would be living out what God has for you in godly relationships. One of those quotes that gets uh, said many times and no one really knows who it's accredited to goes like this, living with unforgiveness is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. It's only gonna destroy you in the end. Let me read some scriptures over us as I bring the word and the Holy Spirit does the work. Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Mark 11 verse 25, and whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Luke chapter 6 verse 37, Jesus says, judge not and you will not be judged, condemn not and you will not be condemned, forgive and you will be forgiven. Matthew 6, 14 again, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Colossians 3 verse 13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. 1 Peter 5, um, sorry, 1 Peter 3, 9, do not repay evil for evil or reveling for reveling, but on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. The Word of God seems to say a lot about forgiving others, right? So again, why is it so flippant hard to do sometimes? Because we're in a battle. The flesh, the spirit, the enemy, and what God has for us. 
And I want us to step into our relationships that God has for us today. And I believe that's freedom. I believe that's forgiveness. And the number one tool for good or for bad in most relationships that we have on this earth is are we able to move on from an offense? Are we able to forgive? Are we able to let go? Whether it's on a major scale or a minor scale, forgiveness is extremely hard. So the word um, in the New Testament to forgive others uh, or the concept is, comes from a Greek word, um, aphiomai. You just got to say those words confidently sometimes so you all believe I know how to pronounce them. Aphiomai or aphiomai. And, and what that actually means is it's where we see to forgive others or that, uh, this is what it actually comes from. It says, aphiomai, my, my Bible dictionary says, aphiomai means simply this. Let it go. To let it go. Yeah, but, but Stephen, you don't understand what this other person did. No, I know, but, but let it go. Are we willing to let it go? No, but you don't understand the wrong that happened to me. No, no, I don't. But the, the word of the Lord today says that we're to let it go. But this is difficult and this is hard. And yeah, yeah, I know. But the Holy Spirit's here to help us let it go. And bigger than that, I believe if today we will commit to a journey of forgiveness in our relationships, of letting it go, some of us today will actually be let go from what's holding us back for the future that God has for us. See, to forgive, when I, when I think of that word to, to forgive, sometimes I can think that that's my effort. Well, I just got to forgive and Oh, I don't like to forgive, and it's okay, Lord, I know I should forgive, so I forgive them for your clenched teeth. And it's tense, and it's hard, and it's... Oh. But, but what if we thought of forgiving? I was more that, oh, we're just going to let it go. We're not going to strive and, and, and try so hard and work so hard, and I'm going to forgive, I'm going to... And there is a time and season where we need to do that, but today I believe the Lord's saying, in our relationships today... Those little things, would you let it go? Doesn't mean they weren't real. Doesn't mean you weren't wronged. Doesn't mean that you weren't hurt. It doesn't even mean that you necessarily need to go back to the same situation you were in. But you can forgive and not return and put yourself, especially if you're in a situation of abuse or uh, wrong or where you are getting manipulated or anything like that. It doesn't mean that things don't need to get dealt with. But, but maybe before any of that, what if we went in and, just let it go. Chose to be a people who forgave. They are, we've all heard that the saying like, forgive and forget, not biblical. Cute, not biblical. Now the word of God does say that in Philippians that we should forget the, the former things whenever we can. There is situations where we just need to forgive and forget. But actually I believe biblical forgiveness of others is more uh, I, I forgive them and release them to the Lord so that I can move on with what God has for me. I forgive and release them to the Lord so that this relationship, if both parties are willing, we can flourish. But on my end, on my part, I'm going to let it go and allow the Lord to do His justice, to do His thing. Yeah, forgive and forget when we can in the little things, in the fight that you had this morning on the 
car or that moment, but on the, some of the big stuff, we need to forgive and maybe walk away and allow the Lord to do his thing. We need to forgive and invite the Holy Spirit in for direction. I'm not saying for you to forgive and just forget and dismiss what happened to you, but I am saying let it go and be let go in the power of forgiveness. Let's not be held hostage in our relationships anymore. Matthew 5, verse 23, um, Jesus is speaking. He says, uh, therefore, if you're offering a gift at the altar, so if you're coming into the temple in their context, you're, you're laying a gift down. We're coming into church. We're coming into moment of worship. And we're, um, it says, if you're coming to give your gift there, remember your brother, and you remember your brother or sister has something against you. So something's up. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. What? God's saying that that's how important it is? That yeah, yeah, even, even maybe before you come to me, if you remember something, you go and, you go and deal with it. You go and let it go. It's verse 25. He says, settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way. Or your adversary may hand you over to the judge. The judge may hand you to the officer. You may be thrown in prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Interesting analogy there. Really, what's Jesus saying in this? I believe he's saying we could we could paint the picture like this for our relationships today and and our things that are going on. Deal with your unforgiveness quickly before it deals with you. Because it never deals anything positive back. I think he's saying what starts in the heart doesn't stay in the heart. It ends up having to come out somehow, and it can make our relationships miserable and unfruitful. Deal with it quickly. Uh, in verse 25, where Jesus says, settle matters quickly, this comes from the Greek word taku, which means without delay. I think the longer it takes for us to forgive, the harder it becomes. A stronghold's formed. So today we're dealing, the Holy Spirit's dealing with strongholds. He's dealing with things that haven't been able to be a stronghold yet. But I know that the Holy Spirit wants to move and I want to allow a few minutes in this. So if the band could even come back now and, and get ready. Um, so I guess my application point for today as we talk about unforgiveness in our relationships would, would simply be this. Let's be a people, and I believe it's a key to every relationship, is that we have a predetermined choice that we'll forgive freely and we'll forgive quickly. That would be a great practical application. In that relationship that you have, in that friendship you have, in that new romance that you have, in that 40-year marriage that you have, in that relationship with our sons and daughters and our parents and our colleagues, what if we actually, before someone said sorry, we predetermined that we'd forgive? What if before someone seeked out um, our, our forgiveness, we would be someone who has already let it go? That would be a great application. That would be a great tool for our relationship. But this is what I found. Again, our flesh doesn't allow us to do this easily. A couple of weeks ago, I was struggling with this. I had a moment, um, pastor confession time. I love confessing to you guys here today. It's, it's my confessional. It's beautiful. But I was, there's a person uh, in our life who I, I, it feels to me like in, in relationships are always funny that they're trying to hurt one of my family members. And so everything builds up inside of you. And a couple of weeks ago, this come out in me that I decided that I was going to write a message. I was going to send a text and it was going to be a zinger. 
It was going to be a good one. It was going to it was going to bring justice. It was going to bring the wrath of Stephen into that situation. And I typed it up and and went to send the message. And then all of a sudden, the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Do you get those moments where you and and literally though, this is the truth. I was in a battle of my flesh that wanted to seek justice and hold on to unforgiveness. And the Lord who was telling me to let it go. I got the shakes on, the thumb shake where you're going to click the button. And I just felt like the Lord just convicting me. And he said, let it go. Deleted the message. Next step though, if that wasn't bad enough, if that wasn't hard enough for the Lord to do to me, I was then led to pray for this person. See, one of the keys to praying, one of the keys to forgiving someone is, can we pray for them? And the enemy will do everything you can, he can to stop you praying for that person that you're holding up against. But as you begin to pray and sincerely pray, I'm not talking about the, the prayer, Lord, would you strike them down kind of prayer. I'm talking about the prayer that says, Lord, would you bless them? Lord, would you, would you help me forgive them? I can't, Lord, but, but God, help them just have a good day. Help them have a good life. Help them get through this. You start to realize, just like I'm a broken person, that other person's a broken person. And that God's got stuff in them, but, but for me to hold someone captive and hold them hostage and hold them by their actions and myself by my intentions... And I think we often do that, right? Well, I intended to do good, uh, but we end up stuffing it up. But, but we hold someone by the actions. But actually to be able to pray and say, Lord, they're a broken person in need of healing, in need of a saving, just like me. I, I'm, I'm not going to go any further on that. That one's too far. Maybe that's our next message. But there's one thing to release. But I think a key, if you're struggling to forgive give someone, begin to pray for them. See what happens. So I love though. What it was was I couldn't do it in my flesh, but I invited the Holy Spirit and continuously having to invite the Holy Spirit. And as we invite the, uh, as we open up the altar here in a moment, there's one thing I think we need to get very important in forgiveness. See, I love this picture and the Word of God is very intentional and it's orchestrated by God and the order of things here is amazing. In John chapter 22, Jesus has resurrected. He's come back. He's spending time with His disciples. He's giving them some final instruction. And... Um, and what we see here is Jesus, first what He does is, is He says, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathes on them and then immediately says, as you forgive others, their sins will be forgiven. I am fascinated by the order of things there. See, Jesus first allowed the breath of the Holy Spirit to come over His disciples and then instructed them to forgive others. And I believe that's what God wants to do today. Will we allow the breath of the Holy Spirit to empower us to forgive others in our relationship today? I hope this has been helpful today. But again, I'm bringing the Word. The Holy Spirit's doing the work. And it's up to us whether we'll respond today. So we can dim the lights in this place. I wanted to spend a few minutes before I pray and before I close out of opening up this altar. And during worship, there was such a sense of the altar being full. I feel like some of us just wanted to run forward in worship. I, I know I did, yeah. If you're online today where you are, you can make this a sacred moment right there. But I believe the Lord is asking us today in our relationships, if we have unforgiveness, would we be willing to bring that to the altar, so to speak, and to let it go? 
And I believe for those of us in person, that might require a physical action sometimes. For those of us online, we can do this where we are. And it's a brave step. But I just want to open up this altar space and allow for two or three minutes for the worship team to play over us. And we can close our eyes. We can be where we are. And maybe we'll stand in a moment. But in that standing, if you want to leave unforgiveness at the altar today in your relationships, I believe God will bless and see that action and see that symbolic step that you're taking. So often, uh, it's not just the thought of forgiving, it's actually a step. And today can be that step. And I believe today people are going to lead lighter and freer if we're willing to bring our unforgiveness to the altar and leave it here. So maybe that's just walking to the front for a couple seconds and taking it back today or maybe it's coming and lingering in this holy place that's been created today for us but will we allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in this next two minutes so we can just stand in this place and look to the Lord and if that's you come on down to the front this is a, a moment and I'm not going to necessarily lay hands on you I'm happy to do that afterwards but if you want to leave something at the altar today bring it down here today it's God loves you too much. God cares for you too much to see you burdened with unforgiveness and chained down any longer. And I believe it's going to be broken in the name of Jesus. So let's allow the Holy Spirit to move. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, surface things in us in these moments to hurt us. You surface things in us to heal us. And God, it takes work and it takes a journey. But Lord, we don't have to do it alone. You have to do it. You do it for us, Lord, because we can't do it on our own. Let's continue to place things here at the altar. I don't want anyone to leave before they feel that they've let it go they can leave it here Father God forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors as we forgive those who have taken from us those who have hurt us those who we haven't understood and we can't see the same where they're coming from those who have intentionally harmed, but those who have even unaware of how they've harmed these people today, Lord, I pray that it would be 
released today in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the power of forgiveness in our relationships. Lord, I pray for each person today who's leaving something at the altar. I pray and believe it's going to be left in full. And Lord, for all of us this week, I pray you equip us in our relationships, in our friendships, in our marriages to be a people who forgive freely. We forgive quickly. God, don't let the enemy steal this tool from us, Lord. As you forgave us, Lord, help us be a people who forgive others. I thank you for godly relationships and community this year for each person, Lord. For those who have lacked friends in 2021, I pray 2022 is going to be the year where they find amazing friends. For those who have struggled in their marriage, I pray for breakthrough in marriages. For those who have strained relationship with their parents or family members, Lord, I pray the power of forgiveness will come in and we're going to see families reunited, Lord, in 2022 and flourishing in godly ways. And that because of the power of forgiveness that your Holy Spirit breathes in us, families are going to be stronger than when they came into the unforgiveness and whatever took place. Lord, I thank you. You want healthy, godly relationships. So we release that. We pray for that. We declare that this year, that you would help us and you would breathe powerfully in dealing with our unforgiveness before it deals with us. Thank you, Lord. You've forgiven each one of us. And Lord, that people can continue to leave it at the altar today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to invite Pastor Lorne up to close the service. If you're at the front, don't rush off. I'm going to be around for prayer if anybody would like prayer. And we have a prayer team. And let's be a people in relationships who are willing to go on the journey of forgiveness. Amen. It's a powerful thing. It will set us free. And because Christ forgave us, we can forgive others. Thank you for letting me. Thank you, Stephen. What a great word. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.